fathers, the patriarchy, and stuffed kangaroos. July 30th, 2022 continued. Growing up, I remember my father begging my grandparents to get out of their apartment. You can afford a Mediterranean villa, he would wail from the confines of their dark and cluttered condo in Long Island. You could get dad a portable oxygen tank. You could enjoy your retirement. I only remember my dad's monologues, not what my grandparents said in return. I just remember my grandmother humming, always humming, a constant pre-dementia onset buzz that drove my father absolutely insane. Mm, here, Babula, mm, would you like a knish? She would hum and offer me a store-bought snack made of potatoes. I also remember the traffic, which would cause my father an average of three apoplectic fits each visit. I only remember seeing my grandparents leave their home once. They were old by the time I knew them, very old. My grandfather had chain-smoked cigarettes for years, and now he was changed to an oxygen tank. His world consisted of the bedroom and the kitchen, perhaps every once in a while his backyard. My poor father watched them disintegrate before his eyes. Children of the 1920s, they had money now but didn't realize it, still living as though another Great Depression were around the corner. My father himself turned 75 this year. He prefers not to visit the doctor. What are they going to do anyway? If I'm dying, I don't want to know. He doesn't appear to need the doctor, knock on wood. He is sedentary, though, his limbs growing stiffer with each passing day. He's just as stubborn as his parents were, turning a deaf ear when we ask him to get exercise and take care of himself. He smokes cigars the way his father smoked cigarettes and scoffs if anyone tries to mention that they're not actually harmless. When we're around, he usually hides out in his man cave, emerging at mealtimes. If my mother isn't around, he exists on store-bought potato salad. When she is around, he makes off-color comments about her bottom and bemoans her lack of high heels. They've been married for 45 years. Underneath anger, there's usually pain or sadness, Shekhar's and my marriage counselor told us back in the day. My father is exasperating, a man of strong opinions, a thick exterior to hide a sensitive heart. His feelings are easily hurt, but he doesn't know how to say that. He's a victim of the same patriarchy that he perpetuates. His pain is hidden underneath his overblown stress responses and his theatrical sighs. My mother used to have a sign in our kitchen growing up. Life is never smooth for the great-granddaughter of tin peddlers who were kicked out of Russia. We're still waiting for the Cossacks to come. I come from a long line of neurotic people with generational trauma and anxiety. He's a hermit by nature, but you'd never know it. He's always the life of the party. He's intelligent, charismatic, funny. He's never boring, my mother says, when I ask how she can possibly put up with him. I focus on that when I need to. It's only when he drinks that he can feel things, but everyone chastises him for drinking. I'm sad watching my father. I think that he is very sad. I think he needs to cry for a million years and be held, to unpack a lifetime of trauma with a therapist he stopped seeing 30 years ago. My father stopped everything 30 years ago. He did all his research, did all his processing, formed all his opinions, and then just stopped. But there are definitely some things that make him smile, and one of those things is Rue. My stuffy obsession started a couple of years ago, and my collection ballooned with startling speed. 
A classmate gifted me Kinky Kanga and Raunchy Roo. Kanga was the mama kangaroo, and Roo was the tiny son in her pouch. Roo is my nomad stuffy. Last year, he hitched a ride with Etienne and went to visit the pyramids. From Egypt, he traveled to Croatia and Greece, where I met up with Etienne. That's when he hopped into my backpack, following me first to Boston and then here to New York, where I saw my parents for the first time since COVID had hit. My mother is a loving but practical woman who can't even begin to understand what her 36-year-old daughter is doing with stuffies. But my father gets it. He really does. Rue's my favorite, he murmured one day, chuckling at the miniature kangaroo at the table. What a cutie, he remarked another day. I've really taken to Rue, he explained to my mother. In October, I decided that if my father processes feelings through alcohol, we may as well make the best of it. I suggested a wine tour through the Finger Lakes, my only requirement being that we have a designated driver. My father accepted immediately, planning the trip and procuring the driver, a young man who's a childhood friend of my little brother's. I made the mistake of trying to match him drink for drink on the first day. I was heavily hung over the following morning, but it was still worth it. On our last night, we dined on perfectly cooked steaks with a bottle of 1986 Chateau Lafitte. My father knows his wine. Ever the mathematician, he calculated its worth to be $10 a sip. Papa, I said that night, Rue wants to know if you'd like to spend some time with him. What do you mean, asked my dad. Well, he could stay with you when I leave, I said. Oh, no, that would be a tremendous responsibility, my father replied. Besides, he'll get bored. I don't do very much. That's okay, I said. Rue is immortal. He can hop around for as long as he wants. He won't mind going a bit slower with you. Plus, I'm sure you could chat about some important things man to man. After he dropped me at the airport, I received a text message, a picture of Rue looking out my bedroom window. He misses you already, wrote my father. Over the next few months, I would receive occasional messages from my dad, Rue at the theater, Rue lecturing students on the galaxy. At Passover, he handed him back to me, seemingly relieved to have returned him intact. For this current visit to nowhere New York, I brought eight stuffies, including Rue. Papa took him immediately. Rue, come over here, you little rascal, said Papa, and then to me, I'm not going to let him out of my sight. He is too small and gets into too much mischief. Rue has been hiding upstairs in Dad's man cave ever since. Love, BG.